You're listening to DraftKings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year, it's a tradition. I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family-owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the Dan Lebator Show with the Stugatz Podcast. I am sorry for the audience and for Lucy. I'm going to have to punish Lucy here. I think what? that uh, she, yeah, it's going to be for her. For what? Uh, well, you got all the betting numbers wrong. Uh, the LSU receiver Boot was his name? Boutte. Boutte is Fine. his name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you had him winning $400,000, and in 2022, he lost $65,000, and last year he lost $16,000. So the information was wrong. He didn't win $400,000 making 9,000 bets. He lost uh, $200,000, or he lost uh, $81,000. According to who? <laughs> According to the affidavit. Huh. Oh, oh, shit. What is that? What is that? Uh, the, Person, a thing? I mean, it is what is an, yeah. it's, it's a guy named Aff a David. Oh. Uh, go sit on the therapy couch. Out. That's fair. Uh, yes, you've got to get those numbers right or closer to somewhat accurate than the way that you portrayed it. I prefer a whole David. <laughs> So not half a David. You get a whole Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which allows me to segue into what I wanted to talk about with Amin El Hassan, who has arrived here. He is our basketball expert. Also a whole David. 
His he, character. He is dressed. Thank you, Billy, for the clarification. <laughs> he is dressed as baby Billy, and the look suits him. You look dapper. Righteous Gemstones is a magnificent show. Uh, I'm surprised someone didn't make it sooner. Uh, welcome to the show. It's nice to see you again. You could check out Amino Hassan on Oddball with Charlotte Wilder every day f except for Monday on the DraftKings Network. Uh, let me put this timer on because, you know, time is money. You're out here. You're talking. You're jibber-jabbing. You're wasting my time, boy. Get to the point. Okay, you're going to be in character. <laughs> Billy is not confident about this character. We actually, right before he spoke, had a bet saying, is Amin going to pretend he's not Amin and he's just going to be in character yeah. the entire time? Shut up, nerd. <laughs> Go on, get, get out of here. You have your answer. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Is somebody trying to talk while I'm working? <laughs> Mandel of The Athletic led me wrong. I have never been wrong in my life ever until today, and I hate this feeling. This is not great. This is not fun. I will never make a mistake again because that's not uh, that she will make many mistakes. We pride ourselves on our mistakes around here. I wanted to bring in Amin on some of the basketball stuff that we were talking about, though. Uh, do you have any objections the way that Stugatz did to Jason Kidd saying that Luca is better than Dirk Nowitzki uh, and in the class of LeBron and MJ? <laughs> Funnier the second time around. <laughs> I'm going to tell you like this, Danny. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. On this uh, one program we got, Baby Billy's Eyeball. It's a, it a fine show. We have a segment called Who's Lying? Where I look in, deep into the soul of sinners and try to ascertain whether they're telling the truth or not. And I'll tell you right now, that that Jason Kiff fella, he's a lion. Yeah. He's a lion. I'm with you, Stugatz. It's not a terrible I feel baby. Really, really left out. And I'm having a hard time in Miami. People are not friendly here, and the girls on Bumble BFF are not very. See, that's better as therapy than her saying. Now she's getting into the rhythms of it. You talk about your personal life a little bit. What is Bumble BFF? And wanna. Everyone should want to be my friend, but no one wants to be my friend. And it's really hard. And you know what? I think I have to go back. <laughs> I mean, doctor really This is a tough open. city to make friends in. I mean, have you noticed this? I, please come out of character. I can't do this much longer with you. Why, why not, Dan? <laughs> you lasted four minutes? I mean. <laughs> is he going to stay in character? We'll play a game. We can play ba Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, God, let, let's play that. It's God's favorite game. It's a good impersonation. He's he's got the he's got the rhythms of it down in a way that surprised me. Is that the same hair I had on yesterday? <laughs> the Larry, Larry Bird, the Larry Bird hair, the, the <laughs> Stu Bird. I, I got a couple of cold beers in my pocket. If you want one in Miami, because you know my parents probably should have been a little nicer to me, and then maybe I could have made friends easier. And I don't know. This is. Wow, that took a dark turn. Yeah. Anyway, the thing that I wanted to play for you guys from Curb Your Enthusiasm, because I saw this, I don't know how many of you, now keep in mind, Larry David is a genius, responsible for 25 years of unbelievable television, and I don't think that the people listening to this or just about anybody watching it understands just how much work goes into having to do those shows well. And he's tired. So he's on the red carpet last night, Stugatz. And when I saw the trailer for Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I say this as someone whose show is also aging, it was hard to watch the trailer because of how old they all look, just physically moving around. It's old people 
moving around, and it's slightly less funny than it used to be because their standard is impossibly high. They've been dictating what's funny on television and on HBO for 25 years before, for 12 years before HBO and now the last 12 years, and this is him being curmudgeonly on the red carpet here. Listen to him. Why is this the final season? I don't know. Questions. I got more. I got more. Why is this the final? Because you know it's it's time. Twelve seasons. That's a lot for a television show over twenty four years. Twenty four years. So yeah, it was time. But a lot of people don't believe you. A lot of people say you've said it before. Yeah, I said it before, but I wasn't seventy six when I said it. Yeah. So you're going to go on tour. You're doing a comedy tour. Are you going to like? It's not a tour. I'm not going on a tour. Are you going fishing? What are you doing with your free time? Or I'm doing uh, two appearances. So what? Oh, it's limited. That's limited. What am I on a bus now? Yes. Taking a bus? No, I'm not. It's not a tour. Who's the guest star that you didn't get that you wanted so bad? I, no, no, there's no no such thing. Yeah. 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 Who's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say. I don't want to hurt the feelings of the other guest stars. Favorite episode? Favorite episode? I'd have to say um, probably Palestinian chicken. Yeah. 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 Favorite saying? Pretty, pretty, pretty. Come on, come on. They're asking. It's so good. Are we done? No. No. They're asking me to say it every time. Yeah. Are we done? No, I don't want to be done with you, Larry. I love this show so much. Where's Where's my, where's my HBO representative? <laughs> so good, man. Yep. The show's not done, by the way. Uh, you don't think it's done? No. I don't it, think you're watching it. I've never wow. watched it, to okay. be honest well, with Well, then you. what? So it's That's an opinion it. based what? on nothing? No, we've discussed this being the final season of Curb for many years on this show. Every two years, it seems like they announce this is going to be the last year. And it's not. Dead and Company. I just went on their final tour. You know what they just announced? They're going to the Sphere in Las Vegas in May. Okay? By the way, I'll be off. But so it's never over. Okay? And Larry, David, and Curb will never be over. If it's not two years from now, five years from now, when he's 80, there'll be some sort of reunion. I promise you, Dan. You've never been curious to watch? I mean, there was like times we would have guests or people on their show on regularly. Bob Einstein was on like weekly at one point in time. He was a celebrity prognosticator for years. Richard Lewis has been on a number of times. You've never been curious just to watch and see the show? Nah. Stu guys, I got no time to get distracted by your wordless comments. (laughs) Get! Is oh it, wow! You kicked you out of the room. Yeah, go. That's oh, really? it. Yes, you got to go to okay. the penalty box. Is it here. weird that like I love the show, but also like I, it's it's time. Dan, you better tell this some bitch to walk the fuck out right now, or we done for the day. I mean, I'm kind of with you, Billy, that it feels like it's run its course, but then you see the preview, and he's still making good jokes. He's like, the mirror is how you see yourself. A photo is how you're seen. I was like, oh man, they're always making me think. The show. Uh, I'm gonna re- put that in the ponder file, by the way. Remains uh, very good, but it is hard to keep that particular standard for 12 years. These shows don't have those kinds of That's runs. Well, no, because it's it's 12. 12 seasons. It's Seinfeld. Oh, that before that. Okay. Why is Billy? Why are you? Fi- why are you finding me? Am I? Am I really gonna have to do this show with you this way the entire time? Wait, why are you talking to Mike? Mike ain't even in here. You just said Mike. I didn't say Mike. He didn't say Mike. He didn't. 
Go sit with There Stu. will go, be go, a payday, go, a payday, what a payday. Go sit with There Stu will be a payday. Hallelujah, what a go, payday. Get, yeah. get, go sit with uh, with Stugatz. You guys have aged out on Curb, right? You guys are too young for Curb. No, that's uh, not true. Lucy and Tony have no interest in Curb Your Enthusiasm, less interest in Seinfeld. Seinfeld, you guys How were dare you guys you, were Dan. you guys were babies when Seinfeld was on. Dan, I've seen every single episode of Seinfeld. I'm a big Seinfeld fan. My actually my lock screen is Tom's restaurant. What? My lock screen is Tom's restaurant. The restaurant that they all go to called Monks in the Show. My lock screen is that restaurant. Billy, you can see it. Super fascinating. Well, I'm just saying. Ohio, where's your deli? I need something. It doesn't matter what the words are. So you didn't like the show, Lucy? I could see Lucy not liking it because, like, what happens with the show is you experience it two ways, right? You either watch and you're like, wow, Larry's, like, really an a-hole. Like, this guy is so mean and he's so rude to everyone. Or... You watch it and you're like, he's making some some good points. Like, I'm not a great person on the inside because a lot of stuff that he's saying I'm connecting with here. I didn't dislike the show. I liked it and I thought it was funny. But when I started watching it, it was like, what, like two years ago? And I looked at how much of a commitment that would be. And I was like, I'm not willing to make that. Like, I can't do 15 plus seasons of any show. Do Do you think that people listening to this have an idea of how hard it is to keep that show at the standard that that show has been at when he is doing the majority of the writing and they're doing a lot of ad lib? Like when I've heard them interviewed about the doing of that show, they enjoy it. But all of these great shows, the ones that change television, whether it's Seinfeld or The Wire or Breaking Bad, the the investment. I mean, you see the care in the product, but I think Curb Your Enthusiasm fools you because it seems so loose. Seinfeld seems so loose that you would think it's not meticulously cared for when all of those people are putting in 60 and 80 hour weeks and being made crazy by the pressure like, there's an absence almost outside of the laughter of joy of having to be better next week because everyone's got this standard for what Larry David makes on television. And you got to do that for 20 years. No wonder he's tired and bitter on the red carpet. Like, get me off this red carpet. It's hard. What I do is hard. He's Man. been like that for 30 years. That's true. Say. He was like that season one, too, though. So it's <laughs> not. Season one of Seinfeld in 1989. He was the same way. Yeah. Man, more dead shows for Stugatz. All of May. All of May. He just said, I will be, they're going to be there in May. I'll be off without any. He said he'd be off before he knew what month it was in. He did not have enough working, functioning brain to fry as much of it as he has at these concerts. I'm concerned about him. Hey guys, it's Tony. I am very, very, very excited about the NBA playoffs. They have been incredible so far. Taylor, producer on the show, thanks to Game Time, took a 28-hour train ride to a Knicks game. Talking to Taylor, it was an awesome time going to the game, feeling the energy of the garden, and I really want to get out there to watch a game in the garden. And you know how I do it? Of course, the best ticket app on the planet, Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which makes getting playoff tickets even faster and easier. Prices on the Game Time app actually go down the closer it gets to tip-off with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, which is a technology I love, by the way, GameTime has tons of last-minute deals. You can save up to 60% off buying last-minute for sports, concerts, comedy, theater. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app today. Create an account. Use code DAN, D-A-N, for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DAN, D-A-N, for 20 bucks off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. 
Don Lebatard. You're getting started on the breakfast flan? Oh, man. I've been singing a song to myself all morning long. Breakfast flan. Stugats. Have you never heard the breakfast flan no, song? No, hit me with it. Okay. I wish I had some breakfast flan. Breakfast flan. Where can I find a breakfast like that? This is the Don Lebatar Show with the Stugats. I mean, I'm going to insist that Baby Billy get for a little while, and I want some serious... I've been wanting to talk to you about some of the serious basketball stuff because there are a few decent, meaty issues that we were talking about that require your expertise because you're more informed than we are. So let's start with what the 65-game rule is doing to NBA awards, NBA rosters, where Halliburton or Embiid are trying to play enough games and then are getting hurt. The 65-game rule when it comes to you can make $41 million if you're Halliburton and you make the all-NBA team, uh, this seems problematic. They're murdering players, Dan. Murdering players? Cold blood. (laughs) Right there in front of all millions of viewers who watched. Joel Embiid died last night. For Billy Gill to feel better about NBA players playing. Joel Embiid has missed 25% of the games this season. He's missed 11 out of 44. He's hurt. That's the point. He's hurt, and because of this silly rule, he's playing hurt. Now, this rule was not necessary because you know how many MVPs have won playing less than 65 games? They're like two in the history of the game. It's not. It wasn't a problem these awards because the voters by and large took that into account on their own. They said, well, this guy's really good. This guy's really good. This guy played 75 games. The other guy played 63. They by and large, you might have one or two voters that go the other way, but for the most part, people recognize if you play, all right, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. So in essence, what this rule has done is it's forcing guys who are clearly hurt. Tyrese Halliburton was clearly hurt. He tried to come back versus Portland he got hurt again and then sat out a bunch of other games. Last night, he plays a 25-minute restriction, sits out the entire end of the game, the entire fourth quarter and some of the third to watch his team come back but not have enough. Why are we doing this? Why are we forcing hurt guys to play? If your thing is like, well, we don't want people to rest, well, all right then. The voting takes that into account anyway. So it was a problem that didn't need fixing, and now – what we're doing is basically killing these players. But can Embiid say, hey, you know what? Being healthy for the playoffs is more important than winning another MVP, so I'm not going to play. Just not going to play. He did that on Saturday. I, and he got criticized. Exactly. Investigated. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, by the way, which is hilarious because Thursday against Orlando, he got hurt. That left knee got hurt in that game. If you watched the game, you knew immediately. This isn't a ducking. This isn't a just resting the resting. This guy is hurt. And by the way, the poster child for load management is who? Who's the name that everyone brings up? Is it Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, the term load management entered lexicon in 2018-2019 when he was in Toronto, where he sat out something like 18 games, right? Do you remember Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs? Do you remember what he looked like? Remember him dragging his leg? Yeah, he couldn't jump. He couldn't jump. The guy didn't sit out because he didn't want to play basketball. The guy sat out because he was hurt and he was trying to make it last. And it it literally took every last drop at the end of that series in the finals. So, 
I, I just don't know. If we're trying to curtail the people who are, like, resting for the hell of it, it doesn't matter. Those guys weren't going to factor in anyway. Having this rule just makes it so people who shouldn't be playing are going to drag themselves out there. We were talking before you got here. I know it means something to you when basketball matters in New York. I know that you like the credibility that you have at MSG, that you have uh, oh, what credibility? a romance, <laughs> a romance. Well, you like that you butt up against MSG powers that be and that you I, are the authentic. You are an authentic basketball voice in New York. I don't. I love being from New York City. I love walking around New York City and having people just not even stop in passing, make basketball comments or some stuff about the show and just keep it moving. Liberal I, street credibility. Literal, on the street, on the people are talking to you. Starts from the airport all the way in. But this is the but, best Knicks team that we have seen in 25 years. Easily. Well, they set the bar pretty low. I mean, That's true. Yes, yeah. This is So the only other team that I think – would be in conversation is the Carmelo, Chauncey Billups, uh, Rasheed Wallace, Jason Kidd. Remember they had like yes. this, the Expendables, and then Carmelo and Amari. That's the last one of note that we can bring up. And then from that, going back on in the past, you got to go all the way back to 2000, really, where Allen Houston and Latrell Sprewell and all those guys. Would you this, be, is, this is the best team since that. Would you be willing to take the next leap that we were having conversationally before you got here, which is, and all that said, they cannot win the championship? For the first time in quite a long time, I'm not prepared to go that oh! far. Wow. Wow. Because, I mean, I've been a Nick fan my entire life, and I was telling Dan earlier that as happy as I am with the Knicks being good, they've won eight straight, they've won nine of ten, Randall is out, they've still played well. You take that back! I'd still be surprised. Just because take of the Celtics back. and the Bucks. I'd be surprised if the Knicks made it to the NBA Finals. I would say... Think about this, I mean, come on. Well, you the, can take it back. We'll give you a chance. I, and I'll tell you what I'm doing. Jalen Brunson is our best player. Mm-hmm. And then I think about him going up against Tatum and Giannis and their best players, and I'm like, how? How? So, this is what I'm going to say. First of all, you're doing the same thing that everyone seems to be doing, and I don't understand why, which is Jalen Brunson doesn't look like a 6'8 guy who has a 40-inch vertical and a sculpted Adonis, so he can't be our best player. You know who they said that about eight years ago? Who? Steph Curry. Yeah. Oh, your best player can't be that guy. I mean, he's good. He's he's a nice player. He can't be. He's not Russell Westbrook or James you Harden. You better slow down. I mean, you've lost Steph your Curry. mind. I'm not saying he's You're losing your credibility. You've lost your mind. <laughs> Listen to me. Look, look Listen to me. Listen look at him. You look like a fool. Listen to me. I'm not saying he's Steph Curry. I'm saying the thing that people did with Steph Curry, and y'all can all plead ignorant and amnesia now. Right. But in 2014, 15, people were saying that can't be your best player. It sounds like you're saying that he's Steph Curry. That is. I'm it not sounds like that. you're running around the house I'm with not, a pickle in, with it in your mouth. Leave the show references to me, please. <laughs> what I'm saying is, basketball, for whatever reason, has a really dumb heuristic of thinking because someone doesn't quote unquote look the part. They can't actually be on this level. I'm not saying he doesn't look the part. I'm saying their superstar is better than our superstar. That's all I'm saying. Do you think Jason Tatum is, is better? Is better. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you think Jason Tatum has shown in clutch situations and crunch time situations to be like unbelievably better? He's had some moments. He's had some bad moments as well. Right. Yes. That's my thing about Jalen Brunson is 
He doesn't look like Jason Tatum. And if you described him to me on paper, I'd take Jason Tatum. And and even watching, I'd take Jason Tatum. But the gap between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brunson is not as massive as people want to say. Giannis, uh, 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 Jokic, Steph. Embiid, Steph. Steph, yes. But when you start getting to the, the Tatums of the world, who's better, but he ain't that much better. And mo- most importantly, what Brunson is doing is within a system and within a complementary group, everybody's on the same page now. I said it. For months. You're all in I on said, Brunson. You I are said, all, all in. I've been You're all, all in. in. You're You're all I've been in. all in yeah. since last year. I said the Knicks have a civil war between the impulse players and the IQ players. Guess what? All the impulse guys are gone. Well, it's Rand- all Rand- like Randall's you still there. But Randall's still, playing well, man. He's playing well because yeah. he's finally accepting because you can have an impulse guy surrounded by IQ guys and his IQ play will in- increase and his impulse play will decrease because it's osmosis. Everyone's doing it. When you got half the locker room doing whatever the hell they want on the court, it's like, what? Why should I stop and think about what I'm about to do? Better, Boston or New York? Boston's better. Philadelphia or New York? Hmm. Milwaukee? I, I, hold on. Philadelphia, are we counting health? Because this is the other, the other part of this. That's it's important. Op- it's open yes. in a way because Philly's not healthy. Porzingis right? can get hurt. B- Boston, not healthy. Yeah, but Milwaukee, healthy, but hey, like... Nobody's writing home about this right now on paper, but they don't play on paper, Dan. On paper, the Cavs were a better team than the Knicks last year. But the Knicks won because they executed and the Cavs didn't. And that's what it comes down to. But then the Knicks lost to the Heat. And Jalen Brunson didn't have those moments where it was like, he, he albeit he played mm-hmm. excellently in that series against Miami, mm-hmm. there wasn't a moment where it's like, oh, this is the Jalen Brunson coming but out But they, they have fixed complementary players who are more, a- more athletic. It's not just IQ, though. It's it, also athleticism. You can you can talk about it. They were, not, they were plenty athletic when they lost to the Heat. They were plenty athletic, and the Heat aren't exactly a bunch of greyhounds, right? What they did is they got rid of all the guys that do not think the game. And they got guys like OG Ananobi and obviously Josh Hart from last year and Jalen Brunson, and Dante DiVincenzo this year, and Isaiah Hartenstein. from that. Like, all these guys now, they're all IQ players. They're all guys that are thinking the game. They are the best defensive team in the NBA. I mean, they are. That's always what they lost. going to do. Well, they, but hold on. I know, they, but they, that's... They lost one of the leading shot blocker and rebounders in the league for the year and got better defensively. There's a part, look, hey, I love clowning on the Knicks. It's fun, it's funny, their fans take everything personally, and they've been awful forever. Every team I clown on, I always say the same thing. I'm not breaking the mold here. I'm not calling, like, the Bucks a trash team or the Nuggets a trash team. I'm calling the Knicks. You guys have been terrible forever. They're not terrible anymore. We got to accept that. I know, but there's a big difference between they're not terrible anymore and they can win the championship. They can win the championship in this sense, Dan. Are they? Am I picking them to win the championship? Absolutely but, not. Uh, will they even they be favorites? in your top six? But Dan, will they be in your top Dan, six? What I'm saying is, look around the league. A, who looks like they got shit all figured out? They're perfect. They don't need anything. Nobody. Two. I mean, Boston and they look, Boston, Boston, Minnesota, the Clippers. They all the look. They, they all look. The Nuggets. Na- name three reserves for Boston. Oh come on, Al Horford. Man. One. I mean, I Maybe saw the. I, he counts as three. I saw the box score last that's, night, that's, and they got all of their points against Indiana from their starting. That's my five. point. Like, so, so you can't say like Brad Stevens doesn't have his clogging shoes on, sitting up like I'm good. We got it. We ain't got to do nothing. He's not doing that. He's saying my team isn't deep enough. My team doesn't have enough size. My team doesn't have a guy off the bench, a reliable guy who's not 300 years old. They've they've got issues. The only team I could say 
honestly say, look, as long as we're healthy, we're good, Denver Nuggets. Ain't no other team in the league that could say, we're good. Every other team is like, T-Wolves? Nope, definitely not. Hmm. Definitely not. Clippers? Clippers, definitely not. Hmm. They're all looking. Everyone's looking. How many teams are better than the Knicks? Name them. How many teams better than the Knicks? Name them. The Nuggets? Boston, Denver, Oklahoma City, although I wouldn't say Oklahoma City can win the championship. Miami. You could say that you're going to say the Knicks can uh, win the championship before Oklahoma City can win the championship? That's right. I agree. And I'll explain after the break. No, you won't. <laughs> wow. say the Dan needs a break. Get. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. I probably have thought about the UFC one, to be honest. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you got to listen to Six Trophies, where Jason and Shea serve up the biggest moments from all around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington and Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill You Might Win Some, But You Just Lost One trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments from all around the NBA. This playoff season, you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Don Lebatard. Amino Hassan. Stugats. Amino Hassan. This is the Don Lebatard Show with the Stugats. Lucy may be having her difficulties uh, meeting people in Miami because Miami is unfriendly. But I saw genuine, intimate friendship between Lucy and Amin here in the building today when they were screaming at each other, the two of them, arguing about how disrespectful it is or isn't to uh, do a hand gesture upside down toward a team like the University of Miami or Texas. Mike Ryan is someone who gets unreasonably angry about the disrespect in that. Well, about everything. But Lucy, to see Lucy say that not unlike Mike Ryan, 
Texas isn't built for what's about to come its way in the SEC when they can't handle BYU's taunting. <laughs> that, that Texas is headed to the SEC and is getting unreasonably mad about people disrespecting their hand gestures. The Mormons were too mean for them. The Mormons were too mean for Texas. So at a game between Texas and BYU, BYU students wore a bunch of shirts that just spelled horns down and then had to change after the... I believe it was like one of the first media timeouts because it was too disrespectful to have the horns down. And this is all happening after two weeks ago when Texas lost to UCF. Some UCF players had horns down and their head coach, Rodney Terry, I believe, was like so pissed about how disrespectful it is. And it is one of the best things about college football and college sports in general. Can we see that picture again? Because it looks like in the picture you can see the Texas guy who's like, hey, this is not nice. Look at the bottom left corner here. Guys, guys, not cool. Not cool, guys. The guy in the left-hand corner, I am going to tell right now, and I'm going to get those shirts removed immediately. But Amin was furious at you this morning, Lucy, and it surprised me because, uh, I mean, you— Yes, I was furious at Lucy. That's clearly who I was This made you mad. I don't know why it made you so mad. It did make you mad. You were yelling at her and others in the room. You flipped the table. I did, and I stood up in, in Lucy's face, and I pointed, and my finger was touching like the bridge of her glasses, pushing it. You ever were mad. So Don't closer, pretend closer. like you weren't mad, Tony. You were there with the us. Saying curse words. You, you were cursing at everybody. It was a righteous anger, though, Dano. He harumphed. <laughs> he was misbehaving. We ain't ping pong. We ain't playing ping pong here. I was, I was, I was incensed. Dan Levitard. Passionate. I was passionate. Yeah. As I am passionate about several things, but I digress. I thought. I said, I, I raised my hand in the meeting, and I said, can I ask a question? I said, is there some unknown sexual deviant, like, hidden meaning to doing the horns down or the you down or something like that? And they were like, well, no, it's just saying, hey, yeah, you guys suck. I'm like, so sports. So sports, the thing where people are like, beat L.A. Oh, that's so disrespectful. Oh, that was, oh, they want to beat us. Oh, they said we're down. Mm, grow the f*** up. What are you doing? Told you he was angry. What are you I doing? Told you. What are you doing? What are, at Lucy. What, like, it's one thing. This was all in Lucy's Look, face. So, so a couple of things. Number one, I want to transport everybody for a moment, for but a moment, to the world of European sports where literally they have fires and like fist fights and stuff. Right. And people right. saying, suck your mother and things like that of that nature, right? Suck uh-huh. your mother. I don't, they, they don't, don't say speak that. English well. No they ever said they don't on. speak English well over there, Stugat. <laughs> yeah. Suck your mother. Nah. Okay, all right. We don't need to be doing that. Okay, right? So then you come over here and say, oh, they had shirts and it spelled out our nickname, but down, not up. Huh? And by the way, a grown man going to children and be like, guys, stop doing that. That's disrespectful. There's the face How of it right there. How dare you? Oh, come on, man. He's in the middle in that picture of saying, stop. Stop. Oh, you guys. Oh, real mature guys. That's what he's saying right there. Shut up. My favorite Be- part is the Mormons can't cuss, so they're yelling like, Frick, Texas! Yeah. Shut the frick Whoa. up! Screw Texas! Shut the frick up, man! Frick, Texas. Wait until they get a load of Eric Musselman. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nevada, the Wolfpack. Frick, Texas. They can't say the other half Love a good frick. Bruce Pearl. <laughs> Is that all you're gonna do, Stugatz? You're just gonna you're just gonna name the old coaches. He's naming the cool doing. coaches, Dan, I'm not naming, the old coaches. Yes. He's naming the cool coaches who wouldn't bitch and whine about what T-shirts the student section wore. Do you not hear how angry you actually are? 
Yes, and it's all directed to Lucy. To hell with you. Well, she's the one who brought it no, up. Oh, she did it. Oh, no. Oh, I'm melting. I'm melting. <laughs> Billy, congratulations. Your movement worked. You saved the uh, You saved the zoo. You saved uh, oh. the, the oh, I, I salute you for your protest that you arrived late at. You uh, you managed to, what, uh, save the bat? The and, bats are and, saved. And eliminate the water, water park? Yeah, well, that part, you know. I, I was hoping that we could maybe have some sort of compromise where we could have a water park. I love a water park. We could have a water park and the bats. But, you know, it wasn't. It, I didn't do it for, for me, Dan. I didn't do it for the thanks, for the praise. I appreciate it. But yeah, I did, did it for the bats. Yes, you did. No, I did you it for the bats. You literally took a picture and put it on social media. Like, look, guys, I'm here. It's called raising awareness. Yeah. That's how these things work. You did it after it finished. You're not raising awareness for anything. That's when the job just there. starts. As soon as the protest and demonstration finishes, that's when the hard work starts. A lot of people that day went straight home with their signs and their chants and this and that. And then that's when the work starts. That's when you got to continue the movement. Not go and eat at Chili's or Fun You went to Chili's. I did not. That was Ron. Dan said, why were you at Chili's at 1 o'clock? That was me. And Ron McGill. Yeah, you're misremembering. I stayed... With the yes, good fight. Tony, he's right. I love you, but he's right. Because mm-hmm. when the cameras are off and, you know, no one's paying attention anymore, that's when the real work starts. That's Thank when you, you. find he out who's home. In. Thank uh, you. Well, I mean. Thank you for the segue, Stugatz. When yep. the cameras are off is when people need to pay attention to the real work. It yeah. brings me to the transition of Tom Brady was making the rounds yesterday saying why he's going to be good at broadcasting, why he's taking the $375 million in order to replace Greg Olson. He's not sharing the booth with Greg Olson, and he is saying that he is preparing for this part of his career to be great at it. He's preparing the way that he would for games, that he's taking it very seriously, that he's not going to be Joe Montana. Joe Montana was boring, really famous, became a broadcaster, lasted nine games because he didn't know how to do it, and it is a skill. I believe he's preparing very hard. I believe he has a chance at being very good at this. I just wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't, because every time he says that, he's setting the bar very, very high for himself, Mm -hmm. and Greg Olson is very good, Dan. Dare I say great. And so if you're Brady, just lay low, say, hey, this is more tricky than I thought it was going to be, and then get in the booth. You set the bar low, and then you climb over that bar once you start doing it. I do think, because of his preparation, I think he might be willing to say things and give you a different perspective that he has a chance of being great at this. He does have a chance. If, if you're Brady, do you just like undercut Olsen the whole time? Like Olsen makes a point and says, yeah, that's kind of Well, they're cute. not going to be on together. They're, oh, they're, they're not sharing the no, stage No, but you start anymore. doing it now. Yeah, you just said On social that. media. Just, the wig is affecting your that's hearing. Cute. I just said that. We, uh, Dan, we spoke to Mike Golick last week, I believe it was, and he told us something that we thought was like very revelatory, but he's like, no, this is like perfectly normal, where he's like, yeah, Tom, like I was at a game and Tom Brady's people were there, like they were doing the groundwork, like he's already sending his people to the games to kind of start figuring the incident out, and we're like... Well, why, why isn't why isn't Tom going to do yeah. this? Like, why is Tom setting <laughs> crews of people to start kind of figuring out how this works and get the wheels in motion? It seems kind of like you're doing the prep, but you have a team of people prepping you on the prep by just going and doing the prep. But he for can't you. go and just stand yeah, you can. Over you Greg go, exa- yes, shoulder. you can. Yeah, you can. You just go and you sit in the back like an intern while they're doing the thing, and you take notes, you ask questions, you say, "Hey, what's uh, what's this all about? What's that? What does this button do? What does that do? How do I cough? Stuff like that. You know what I mean? What's I wrong with having? Someone do your prep for you. <laughs> Proud of him, Tommy. Whatever happened to his stand-up career? That's a good question. Then he's like, all right, you know what? 
no broadcasting. I'm going to do stand-up. Yeah. It's like, ah, you know what? I'm coming back to broadcasting. What's going to happen to Greg Olson, by the way? If you're CBS, do you go after Olson? Replace he's, Romo? He's going to do stand-up now. If I'm Olsen, I don't go to, If I'm Olsen, I don't do the... I'm not the number two guy. I'll sit it out. I'll wait. Hmm. Wow. What's up, CBS? Yep. What's up, NFL Network? That's I'm here. NFL, NFL Network? Wow. Just saying. That's, Europe game? Can we talk about... <laughs> enough quiche. What Stugatz is saying, they're going to pay him in quiche? Yep. They should. <laughs> Stugatz is saying something, and I think it is actually worth exploring. The idea that Tom Brady is moving into a job that now suddenly, startlingly, has expectations because Greg Olson, in the brief bridge to Brady, you took the year off so that you can get good at this, and he's making $37.5 million per year. Like He's going to be doing other stuff, ambassador stuff, and he's, but he's going to be making essentially $2 million a game. He's working for three or four months. He's the highest paid broadcaster that exists. I don't think Barkley makes that kind of of money. I don't think there's anyone who makes that kind of money, but he was supposed to be coming into a job that didn't have much in the way of expectations other than people who had soured some on Romo because he wasn't quite as good as he was at the beginning. Olsen is now viewed as universally consensus. That guy's excellent at what he does, and he's not going to do, Olsen's not going to do the old man thing that Brady did, which is, ah, everybody out here now is mediocre. Every, everyone doing this, like they've run out some of the old people who do that in broadcasting to the product, Stugatz, that everyone out here is mediocre, my way is the best way. Basically only Shaq's the, the one that's still allowed to do this, where he calls everybody. His All his analysis is everyone who plays now doesn't do it as well as I do. And doggy. I'm talking about among the former athletes, and I'm not talking about the the broadcasters. You're right. I'm, yep. I'm talking about the people on the games. Jeff Van Gundy, we, we're in agreement, are we not? I mean, that Jeff Van Gundy, at least part of the reason he's not a part of the product anymore, even though he was very good at what he did, is because he was bashing the product. Like he he wasn't he wasn't celebrating the product. Sometimes it felt like he was having problem with things that the league would prefer he not give voice to. I'm not letting Bristol off the hook for that one. Bristol got rid of him. Adam Silver did not get rid of him. Okay. Bristol made that decision. Right. Isn't that part of the reason, though? Wasn't that seen as part of the reason? I mean, Silver did put his voice on, I want people who are teaching the game more. I want I want a new influx of voices and, and analysis. That was a Bristol decision. All right, what, why am I doing a press conference? No, with but they're you now part of you're like, wording you here. What is like, that? Like you're being, you're doing a press conference where I'm asking you questions and you're being a read evasive. between the lines, Dan. <laughs> Let me try this way: the NBA and ESPN, they're partners. You don't think Adam Silver <laughs> no, calls someone gonna say it again. ESPN he's going to say it again? I don't like what Jeff is saying. a Bristol decision. We're on to Cincinnati. Bristol should have stayed strong. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm now interviewing a reluctant witness. Baghdad Billy over here. The decision to get rid of you Jeff Van Gundy remains solely in the hands of the people up in Bristol, Connecticut. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.